Hey, 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 hey. Hey, June, dog. Hey, June is tough. Let me turn my volume down just a little bit. Oh yeah, I've been jamming over here, dog. I gotta, I gotta perk myself up over here, man. It's whew, rough weekend for the home team. Shot it starting rough weekend for Boy, the home team. Man. Every fucking thing that could go wrong did go wrong, man. And 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 the the day that we bring the ATL edition back, y'all. The day that we bring the ATL edition back, we ain't really got nothing to talk about. <laughs> Everybody lost. Sadness, <laughs> destruction, unhappiness. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, I got well. You, oh, a, one of my teams won, but it was they lost by winning. Like they looked so bad winning that they lost. Like it was rough weekend for your boy, man. Rough weekend for your boy. Shout out. About to say, got your lighting right over there. You was I'm about to say. Normally, you a uh, uh, amber light. I'm disgusted right now. Even even my <laughs> team that won, that was the that was the loss. Florida winning doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> oh, we gonna talk about that tomorrow. But I can't wait to talk about that because that was literally the perfect scenario for me. That was the perfect. I mean, that was a win by losing by winning. <laughs> like, like <laughs> if there was a perfect script for how to keep. Billy Donovan as the Florida head coach. It was that game. Billy Napier. I would love to have Billy Donovan back. He has a long story history. Of Billy Napier. I'm sorry. I don't even want to disrespect Billy Napier like that. Uh, Billy Donovan like that. Billy Napier. Uh, uh, screen right, screen left. I mean, it worked, though. It worked. But um, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome back to uh, the the yeah. <laughs> ah, that's some people already a reality. Welcome to the ATL edition of the Splashcast, episode one twenty four. Um, bringing that back uh, because it is the best. Well, supposed to be, depending on who you support, is the best sports Let's month of 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 the year. It's the best month of the year for sports fans. You have NHL hockey, NBA basketball, NFL football, college football, playoff baseball. You literally have all four major sports uh, playing right now. Um, so I don't got none of that shit. I don't <laughs> got no more playoff baseball. Um, my team just throwing interceptions all day oh in preseason. I don't got nothing, man. My life is in shambles. It's falling apart. So, ladies and gentlemen, you know with the, the, the ATL edition um, uh, follows the Braves, the Falcons, and the Hawks. Or uh, we call them our oldest, middle, and youngest child. Uh, uh, when it comes to uh, our teams that we support, the Braves being normally the mature one, uh, the Falcons being the f ups, and the Hawks being the young, up and coming team trying to figure out their way. So, with yeah, that being said, with that being said, man, well, it got a little younger. Um, well, no, it didn't. Uh, let's let's go ahead and put a let's go ahead and close out the Braves season. <laughs> um, the Braves lost to the Phillies three to one um, in Game Four. Yeah, Game Four. They actually had ample opportunity to win this game. Um, yeah, I we was ten hits, ten or eleven hits. We had bases loaded with Acuna up. Um, it just wasn't our day. It really wasn't our series. Um, kudos to the Phillies. They did nothing but whoop our butt. We gave them a little bit of fuel. Uh, and I'm going to talk about that too with Arcia because I think the Braves kind of lost a little, lost their edge when that news came out uh, and they got intimidated and you can't allow that to happen. But um, it's over with. Uh, historic season comes the to a disappointing end. Over with. Uh, where do we go from here, man? Um, I don't know. I am I am in a spiral because I <laughs> mean so realistically, sad. it's not like you you say, oh well, we don't have the players, we got them. It ain't. It's not a whole lot you can go get. Maybe make some moves in pitching. You know, it looks like what Kyle Wright gonna be done for all of next season. So, 
that kind of is what it is. But I, I don't uh, really know of a whole lot of options. I think you got to go back and look. To... You got to study the Phillies and, and see what they put out. But you also got to go back and look at your World Series year. I think the Braves got lost. Well, not lost. We were bitten by the injury bug. But even then, when we won the World Series, we had a really strong bullpen. And we had a lot of pitchers that could throw hard. Pause, if necessary. Like, they could, they they threw gas. They threw gas. They threw 95, 98, 100 miles an hour. We had all of that. We didn't have that in the bullpen this year. You know who did? The Phillies. The Phillies look like a mature 2021 Braves team. They throw, They have a bunch of pitchers. They have two aces. Two. They have three three pitchers that are good. Two aces, and because they really have two aces, and then they have a third pitcher that that sticks to the game plan. Um, and then they have all their relievers, middle relievers, uh, uh, closers. They're so versatile that they don't really have just one, and they all pitch hundred miles an hour. Like the Phillies' game plan was to just overpower the Braves and keep the pressure on them the whole game, the whole series. And it worked. It worked. I know the answer. I know the answer to fixing this team. Call Heredia, wherever the hell he is, get him and them knives and them swords back. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm like 50% joking, but I'm 50% serious. Like he did have a unique factor to be able to motivate that team, keep that team locked in together. Um, we've had a lot of leadership changes. No more Freddie Freeman, no more Dansby Swanson. And, I mean, we had a historic season, so wow. it's not a ton you can say, but I definitely think that missing that cornerstone piece makes it difficult. I think the Braves, they, for so long in this whole season, the Braves were the ones, the team that never, never got razzled, right? Never, never got over the moment was never too big for them. They legit looked nervous and scared to play in the last two games to go we to look, Philly. We look they beat. looked beat. And I think, I mean, Matt Olsen never got going. Arcia was awful. Mike Harris was awful at the plate. And we, oh, that's my point. We had a lot of players that were trying to be the hero. For so long, we scored so many runs because, as the commentator said, the bottom of the order was the one that put the ball in play. They were the ones to get the singles, the doubles. Of course, you know, you would have and Acuna, Acuna and Albies. But for the most part, the top of our order is power pitchers. I mean, power hitters. The bottom of the order is supposed to put the ball in play. Arcia was mentally, he was gone. He was gone. He couldn't, he couldn't do anything. Uh, uh, Mike Harris... The moment was too big for him. Um, they didn't even the, the pitching, the the hitting just went cold. And if you if you don't put the ball to beat the Phillies, the Braves have to put the ball in play. You can't just hit home runs. When ice cold, we did not have anything. We didn't look like a team that has scored the most runs ever. We didn't look like one of the most powerful offenses. We, we looked regular, regular. I don't think we. I, I do like the experiment of seeing what we have in the bullpen. I mean, in the minors, I do like that during the year of bringing them up, but I don't like in the playoffs taking those guys. I would have, you know, it's easy to play Monday morning quarterback in baseball or manager after it's over. But Jesse Chavez is proven. Um, Bryce Elder, man, you got some soul searching to do. I, I You fell off the cliff. After the all-star break, it's like you thought the season was over. Um, and for some reason, we can't stay healthy. We didn't have Charlie Morton, Kyle, Kyle Wright, who won 22 games last year. We didn't have anybody. And it can no longer be an excuse because somebody get hurt every year. Strider. Yeah, I mean, I think Snit. Slit needed to have another coming to God meeting right before we went into the into the series. He's pretty good at timing those out when the team really needs him, and I don't feel like he he exercised that like he maybe should have this year. 
But overall, it's a disappointing season, man. I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't have a ton of great answers right now. I'm sad. I'm hurt. Well, I'm I'm always I'm always reflect reflectful, reflecting, reflective, reflective. Uh, I try to I try to think about all the moves and everything that happened during the season. One thing that we were supposed to do that everybody expected us to do was to add a pitcher at the trade deadline, and we didn't. And then it came out that we were trying to add a hitter at the trade deadline. And I was like. Alex, Alex, I ain't never we we don't criticize you because you proven. Won't. But that that made that made me raise an eyebrow. I was like, "Dang, you didn't even go after any pitchers. You you wanted to add a hitter." Yeah, but then when you have a bullpen game and you're allowing ten home, I mean, you know, six home runs, what can you do? So. You know, there'll be some soul searching. There'll be some soul searching. We'll have. I think we have to retool our parties involved. We have to retool our pitchers. Uh, We got to look at some of these guys that are just home run hitters. We gotta. We gotta figure out a way to to put the ball in play. We gotta learn how to play small ball again. Um, We got some soul searching to do, man. We can't become the Mets. We can't be the Mets to the Phillies Braves. We can't do that. The Phillies can't can't make us the Mets. We can't. We can't be that team. We won't be that team. And we we can't go back to being the team that wins a pennant every year and then gets put out. Like we can't become that evil. That that is a real fear for us. That's a harsh reality that you and I lived for lived through for about twenty so, years. So I don't know, man. <laughs> okay. Uh so final conclusion. I mean, Ronald Acuna, you should win MVP. Um, I don't know though. I, I I'm assuming they already voted, but I I, you know. I think I think he's got that in the bag. Um, final conclusion to be to to be continued, bro. <laughs> we we we'll ha- we gonna have some views. That's a nice way to put it. See, that's a very polite way to put it. To be continued. We gonna, I think year, I think you I mean, will no, have some roster turnover. I think you will have some roster. No turnover. way. No way we don't say that this is this season is disappointing. Like I'm not gonna mince the words there. This is not what we expected. We expected not the season. To that series, very disappointing. But hey, man, yeah, you know here we are back at 162 games. We try to do it again next year. Yep, 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 yep. Well, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I guess that's. I mean, that's the end of the Braves. We're going. We closed out the season. <laughs> Um, if you give us about two minutes, we'll be right back. Or you want to just go straight into the Falcons? I mean, it's up to you completely. I'm oh. ready for that disappointment too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, give us about give us about thirty give us about thirty seconds, and we'll be right back for uh, the Falcons. Y'all stay tuned. Listen to the Splash Cast thirty six. Uh, thirty six ish. Don't don't cry in a car like your boy. <laughs> we'll be right back. back ladies and gentlemen to uh the atl edition of episode 124 uh we are here to talk about we just finished up our brave segment wrapped up the season um look for more turn i think we're gonna have some roster turnover uh disappointed apple turnover cherry turnover turn everything <laughs> and now uh we we get to the falcons so uh we affected we we love to call the Falcons are middle child because it seems like they can never really ever get right. And today they play the Washington Commanders. I always have to make concentrate not to say what I you know what they used to be. Yeah, um, bad team. We lost to the Commanders twenty four to sixteen. And what I'll say about this game is we beat ourselves. The Commanders did not beat us at all. I agree. I don't. This is extremely frustrating loss. And while we talk about this, I'm going to have the uh, I'm going to have the the highlights playing in the background. And for me, it's this is the game we could have won so many different times. 
But in so many different cases, we just didn't do it. I'm not, and Sneaky, I'm not going to put it all on Ritter. Arthur Smith has some very questionable decision-making. Questionable. I need I'll let him, you finish. I need him to answer <laughs> what in the hell told him to go for two. I, I need I need some thought process. I need some reasoning behind it. I think that that kind of, I think that that was a pivotal moment in the game. Even though we ended up losing by eight, I feel like a lot of people lost confidence after that. I think that like took the, the wind out of our sails. Um, and I just think that for the most part, it just didn't make any sense. If you go to Twitter and type in Arthur Smith, there are about a million people asking the same question I am. I will say I am happy that offensively they got Kyle Pitts involved. You can see that Arthur Smith is making, and that's what you're seeing right now is the highlights play for those that are tuned in. They made a concerted effort to get Kyle Pitts and Drake London the ball the last two weeks. I do like that. Um, uh, I don't, you know, see like this, these play calls right here, we asked Arthur, Arthur Smith in the beginning of the game, hey, in the first half, you look like you phoning it in, bro. Like, you ain't even trying to to play. In the last two weeks, including this week, we've started off fast. Uh, uh, Kyle Pitts got his uh, – Drake London and Kyle Pitts walked us down the field on the first drive. As you can see, I believe this is Kyle Pitts' touchdown right here. Um, and he got his first TD of the year, right finally. Uh, and he, he looks that – look, that looks like it's unstoppable. Um the defense at quarterback was very stoppable. The defense for me is the one that it's hard to say anything about the defense because we threw three interceptions. But I mean, that I'll let you go. Let me get my thoughts together. Go ahead. And the other part about it is the defense has played good all season. We know we got to be realistic with ourselves here and be like, okay, the defense has played great all season. The defense is not that great. It's just not. You look at the personnel, and they're doing a good job with what they got. But at the end of the day, they're just not that many world beaters on this team. And I still don't think that they played terribly. When we needed them to make plays, they made plays. We had a chance to win this game. We had multiple chances to win this game. So but consistently, the offense just hasn't been there. So you and see how, like, more the same. Like, I, I, I actually, I'm gonna walk that back on the defense because I forgot about the punt return. So they allowed 26 points, yes, but 14 of them were off of a turnover because we had three of them, and then another touchdown was was off of a uh, a punt return to that started us in the red zone. So when it comes to the defense, we yes, that's 21 points, and yes, if you're a defense, you try to hold them to a field goal. But when you're constantly put behind and put with your back against the wall with Desmond Ritter who's having these turnovers, it's almost nothing you can do. And like I said, we were playing well right. in the first half. He, I, It's we, like he in the first in the first half, when I went back and watched the highlights, um, he was playing okay. Uh, Cordero Patterson looked like he got hurt again because uh, he only had one catch. So it, it looked like, and the play calls were there. I mean, we had everybody there. I don't know why B. John Robinson, B. John Robinson, he's very flashy, but I'm starting to notice that he is fundamentally, he's not, all the way there. He's not all the way sound. That was a terrible play call. Uh, tell me about Arthur Smith's play call, because play calling, because I I didn't see the game, but everybody is saying he needs he, they're coming around to us. And what I've been saying since game one, I said, hey, Arthur Smith needs to give up the play calling. It's awful. It is consistently inconsistent. Uh, you'll have flashes where you'll be truly impressed by what what he's doing. And then as soon as you're impressed, he'll do something. And you'd be like, why in the hell would you do that? Uh, it's immensely frustrating. I've been a guy who's been on record in full support of this guy. I really want to support him. That's the part where I, I struggle at the absolute most is, for me, I want to support Desmond Ritter. I want to support Arthur Smith. I want them to do well. I want them to succeed. But I'm also very real about what I'm seeing on a regular basis. I'm seeing... Today, that extra point boggles my damn mind. I I was I was perplexed. I was confused. I I probably surely will never get an answer for why you would do that. 
that was that going for two was completely unnecessary. And that's the reason I chalk some of this loss up to him. Now, Desmond Ritter throwing three interceptions, that's that's not acceptable, especially the last really two. That was just terrible. The one that kind of gave up gave the game away. Um, that was just you just not being patient, you just chucking the ball and you weren't anywhere near the receiver. So I don't know what you were thinking. But this is a game where I think the defense played well enough. We could have won again. This is a game we should have won. I mean, like you I know, said, the, the first thing- half, this is all first half highlights. You see how we getting Kyle Pitts involved? I, I don't understand with Arthur Smith. See what I mean? That's a great play call. That's great play design. Wheel route to 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 Bijan. I mean, we're get we were getting chunk plays, like twenty five yard plays. Like I still don't like how he uses Algier. Uh, I will say he needs to use Algier a little more uh, in the power run game. But I mean, Desmond Ritter was wheeling and dealing, and then we got to the third quarter. Now the good there is good news. The good news is everybody else lost, so today really doesn't matter. The end of the day. The Buccaneers lost in the creamsicles. Look at that. Uh, he had, lost, like, lost look at that interception. His, his interceptions are bad. And Carolina still has not won a single game. And number one, thoughts and prayers to that organization. Number two, I'm happy that my team is not winless. Uh, so, at the end of the day, it's kind of frustrating because this is a game we could have won and could have helped put us in position later in the season. But also it helps that everybody else in the conference lost. So shout out to the NFC South holding it down by being down. Are you all the way down? Um, Man, Desmond Ritter looks just like Marcus Mariota. He looked just like Marcus Mariota. I told y'all. I told y'all last week when y'all said Desmond. Look at that. What were you doing? (laughs) I told y'all on. I told y'all last night. I mean, on a, a Saturday morning live. I said, hey. Marcus Mariota did the same crap last year. He you had did. a good and game. You said that, <laughs> I thought about that, and I was like, damn, Reggie might have cursed us. But whatever it is, I it said is. Marcus Marietta um, or Reggie just knew what Reggie knew what to expect. Marcus Marietta yeah. had a really, really good game where he was like, he hit like his first 13 passes. He was like 13 to 15 for like 180 yep. yards and two touchdowns, and he ran for a touchdown, and we won the game. And I said, Oh, yeah. And then the next week, he did the barrel roll throw against the the Panthers. And it was so bad. And I said, hey, this is what this reminds me of. And sure enough, sure enough, he came right around here and started throwing the picks. And and the thing is, we got 16 points. We held them. They got 14 points in the the third quarter. That kind of hurt us. That hurt us. The 14 points in the third Definitely. quarter off the turnovers. And that got them to 24. Yeah, because uh, he threw that interception and they scored like two plays later. So it was fast and it was points. That's a double whammy. So I'm going to ask you two questions here and I want to know what you think on both. Number one, if it's you, how many more weeks does Desmond Ritter get? And also, Arthur Smith being the head coach, how many weeks do you think that he gets Desmond Ritter? Um... I think Arthur Smith is going to be bailed out by Desmond Ritter's incompetence because he flashes. He's we kind of in the Billy Napier thing. He flashes. Um, yeah, I almost, I almost cussed you out and gave you to think at the same time. He, fl- he flashes great play calling. Like he flashes one joke. <laughs> he flashes every, he flashes good play calling, but then it's like when he gets on a roll of terrible play calls, he just keep going. He just keeps going. Like sec first and goal from the two, and you throw the ball on, three times is just atrocious. Either. It's just atrocious. And look at that. I told y'all about Richie Grant. All y'all keep saying, Richie Grant didn't do nothing bad last week. Richie Grant can't tackle nothing. He is a – I do not like him. I, I would rather turn him into a fast linebacker and go get a safety. Now, Drake London was out here playing. Drake London was out and, here playing. Yeah, Sneaky, I think we, it might be Heineke time. I think it might be Heineke time, dog. I, I, I think that he has maybe one more game. This is the thing. He'll win the next one, and then we'll kind of do this dance. Yeah, for, Marcus Mariota. He's, I mean, he, you know, 
Same thing. But I do think that I think that Taylor Heineken, Heineke at the end of the day might just I mean, he's just a little bit he's more competent. Ritter, we've given him every opportunity. And I, I do understand like this is really his rookie season. He ain't played a full sixteen games. But Man, you can't the look issue that bad is, off, is there, not the rest full of the team off season. You can't look this bad off full the, off season. The Go rest ahead. of the team looks ready to win. Yes. Bijan is going to look like him. Tyler Algier is going to do his job. Drake London is now kind of channeling his inner Bijan and getting his one crazy play a game. What Kyle was that? Oh, my Lord. That's what that, Arthur Smith that's did. That's the this. one. That's what that's Arthur Smith did. That's the one did right this. there. And they scored. That's the one that kind of, that, 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 was, that was it. Because like, that was going so to tie the game. Mind you, we went for two. We don't know why we went for two. Um, that he, that he need he I'm, on first I haven't goal. had a chance to watch the press conference. I need him to answer that, and if he doesn't give me an answer that's sufficient, I mean I don't know exactly what to say, but I'm I can't sit up here and act like I'm happy about it. This that ain't it, bro. That's unacceptable. As that's I don't know, man. That's we we can listen to the press conference if you want. It's some bullshit. It's one hundred. There's no other way to put it. I tried to dance around it. It's unacceptable, man. You know when we're playing football, don't get cute. You know that. How many coaches have told you, "Hey, man, do what you do. Don't get cute. Don't start." What did Patrick you say to that dude that time? Have you ever practiced that before? <laughs> this is the same thing. There is not one person who is thinking about going for two except for your ass. Sometimes I think that these guys outsmart themselves. Like, you got a good plan going here. You kick the field goal. Sure, it doesn't get you exactly what you need, but it puts some distance from you. I, I've seen so much, like, like, especially in the last couple of days of coaches just outsmarting themselves and not doing what it takes, like the simple thing. Yeah. Uh, I got the press conference up, but it's 14 minutes. I just want to see. He talks about the, the timeout. Oh, I'm sorry. He talks about turning the ball over. He said we got a penalty. Nobody really asks him about the uh, two-point conversion. I sent him an email. <laughs> I need an answer. I need Des an answer. Desmond, Ritter, need no more answers from you, Desmond. Desmond, you look bad, dog. And did the did the Bears lose today? Yes. Okay. So still hope. We right back. We right back. Fields got. Fields got hurt, though. Hand injury. Had to have x-rays, but the x-rays came back negative. But we right back, though. Oh, um, before we move on, I do want to send a shout-out to, you know, we he has been a bright spot. It seems like he's been the mature guy on the – um. Uh, it seems like he's been the mature guy on the team. Uh, Calais Campbell recorded his 100th career sack today. Uh, yeah. Uh, story franchise, story game. I think he's 38 years old. Um, I'm 38 years old, and I can't imagine going out there playing football every day. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's 38 years old, and and he has one thing he's done is adapted, and now he's not really getting as many sacks as he did before, but he's really more setting the edge, which he's good. But one thing you can do is collapse the pocket. They moved him into the D tackle position. And he collapsed the pocket and got a sack. So shout out to Calais Campbell, man. We got to get you this ring, big dog. We got to get you a ring. Hey, hey, what y'all got to stop doing is putting that man in coverage, though. I've seen they did it again in space and just in general. I don't ever need to see him in coverage ever again. He don't need to cover nothing but books for his children. That's it. <laughs> um, anything <laughs> outside of that is unacceptable. Age yourself. That just, that just ain't his <laughs> ministry. Oh, kids don't have books no more, huh? They have iPads. Well, I don't think when they had books, stuff. they had covers anymore. I think you I think covers co on your books. Yeah, but I also think that went out with trapper keepers. Like I don't think I ain't. I don't think my sisters like 2012 high school had covers on their books. Not at all. Y'all, ch y'all children out here just raw dogging books. That's crazy. That's the reason we can't have nice <laughs> things now. Y'all do better. Can't believe that. You gotta take care of your stuff. Ain't that that's what your parents always tell you? That's the, what I'm talking. What am I talking about? I try to take care of my team. They go out and play like this. So do you go I'm to Taylor? If y'all haven't you, figured that out, I am broken right now. So you and said you give Taylor Heineke one. Lose. 
Oh yeah, Florida. <laughs> do you give Taylor Heineke? Um, when do you give Taylor? When do you when do you put Taylor Heineke in? Me halftime the next game if it's me. If it's Coach Norwood, hey Des. Who do we play? We next? have to remember what. We, we have another winnable game. We played multiple winnable games. That's the reason we have to cut the shit. Unfortunately, that's the harsh reality is we can still win this. We can win, still win the NFC South. I'm still telling y'all, we are going to go undefeated in the division. Yeah. And it's going to be so weird so, that our record is going to be six <laughs> or eight and whatever because <laughs> we're undefeated yeah, in we, the division. We could, we could definitely, like, the season hasn't really started for us for the Origin, I mean, for the we play the Bucks next week. So, yes, that like, the Bucks won today. They came back and beat the Vikings. No, they did not. The Bucks lost to the Lions. Oh no, that's right, right here. Sorry, one, two, three, four. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, right. I was about. To, I was they lost be, twenty to six hey, to the Lions. Hey, big dog. I am way too sensitive for that right now. Had they come back, you'd be finished the podcast by yourself, probably. <laughs> I can't handle that. Um, no, I'm not even gonna sit here and lie to myself and say that I can. No, I'm emotionally broken. Uh, but yeah, Heineke. If if Dez don't have it together by halftime next game, we're trying to go to the playoffs. We need to motivate these other guys to believe in something so that they don't ask for trades. So Dez is either you or the team. I think you understand that the team is gonna win this 100 percent of the time. Thoughts and prayers. You'll be a great backup. We'll love to keep you. If you want to go ahead and sign that backup contract and be and stick around, that's perfectly fine. But you and and a chance to be a leader or to be the starting quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons, that time has come and gone. We all know it to be true. Yeah, we got one of the older rosters now because we added all these players on defense that are in win-now mode. You can't be. If I'm on defense, bro, you <laughs> oh, might be time for you to go. Go ahead and put it in Heineke. Yeah. Uh, but with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jesse Bates. I'm like, hey, Mm-mm, Jesse got his mind. I'm talking about if I'm Calais, if I'm Anyamata, hell, if I'm Grady, like I'm all them. I'm like, hey, 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 now <laughs> it's time. You know, Jake Matthews, he ain't young. You know, all those guys. You're right. Hey, I need you to Johnu Smith. He's in his ninth season. He's thirty-one. And, and Johnu be hustling, boy. I like him a lot. He was so, he was an excellent pickup. Great. So, it, he was. He, he he seems to be. He he really knows how to play the position in Arthur Smith's offense. Yeah. He knows exactly where to be at all times. Um, yeah. Ooh, before we go, over under that we go get Kirk Cousins. What percentage are you? Do you think that'll happen? Under, 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 under. Code ten, code ten. Do not go get Kirk Cousins. Do not do that. Do not. I don't want no part of Kirk Cousins long term. No. No. It be, I mean, I actually, don't, I don't know how that works. Kinda, but I don't think it would. I'm kind of conflicted. He ain't have really a terrible season, but he gonna want his money. Uh, and yeah. I, I'm not giving him. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, I was talking about just for the. I was talking about a rental. I meant for this year, uh, and then you know we'll pay. Um, you, uh, you know. You and Desmond can fight it out next I, year on a one-year contract. <laughs> yeah, definitely one-year contract. Everybody on one years, but the unless we go get Justin Fields, um, yes, Justin Fields is the guy I want. I don't. That injury is not good, but that injury might. I don't know because Caleb Williams did. Another... Look, Caleb Williams looked human against pro-style defense. I'm, sure, whatever they. He he he's still number one. You're right. He looks human. We all have those days, but don't forget he had five touchdowns like the last two games in a row. So, um, well, that's how you play. Yeah. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, give us about thirty seconds, and we'll be right back to just preview the Hawks preseason. Uh, talk about I'm preview the Hawks season. Talk about what we've seen in preseason and where you think they go. Uh, listen to the Splash Cast thirty six pack. We'll be right back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our final segment of our first ATL edition of the new season. Uh, the Hawks, uh, Hawks talk is what I call it, where we uh, we are going to be here to uh, update your app. 
We are going to be here to uh, pre uh, talk about the Hawks as preseason has kicked off in the NBA. Uh, Hawks have a little bit of a new look. A little bit of a new look. No John Collins. No JC. How you feel about that, my friend? Um, I mean, you're right. It's kind of tricky because it does. Our team does have a new look, but honestly, it really doesn't. John Collins is really the only major move. Losing John Collins is really the only major move. We added Patty Mills. We added Wesley Matthews. Uh, I'm not sure how much either one of those guys are going to play. And I will hope that, you know, they aren't uh, very pivotal in our success. Uh, Jalen Johnson. Well, let me get to something before we get to that. I don't know what's up with DeAndre Hunter. He has been a – he hasn't played in either of the games that I've seen. He's been mm. in street clothes both times. I haven't seen anything on the injury report as an explanation on why he hasn't played. I did see that they asked him what he worked on in the offseason, and his answer was nothing. Um, I do think – His answer was nothing? I didn't see that. Nothing. Yes. Uh, I thought in the group. But, yeah, he said his answer was nothing. I think that he may be a little bit frustrated because I think that they know that – I think that he knows that they may be trying to move him. Um, I think that – I don't know what that – I don't know exactly what any of this means. I'm trying to read the tea leaves, hmm. but they haven't really explained why he hasn't been playing, um, and that is concerning. Cause, I mean, yeah, because I definitely saw him top. yesterday. He was warming up in full warm-up clothes, like, and then he came right back out, sat on the bench in street clothes. Um, and we just got rid of the whole John Collins when you're going to trade him. The last damn thing that we, that I want right now is to be with a new guy with the same kind of situation that, that, that looms over a team that's always in the back of, you know, that player's head. The rest of the team is like, you know, what are we doing? It's just, I don't know if I like, I don't know. I, the only move that we have that we're associated with now, of course, you it, we've seen that just because you're associated with a team doesn't mean that trade's gonna happen. Uh, with Dame going nope, to the Bucks, highly unlikely, a matter of fact. But we we've been in contact with the Raptors with Pascal Siakam, but I don't know what that does in the grand scheme of things. Because you, I mean, unless you're gonna rely on Jalen Johnson to be the defensive guy and let Pascal like really work on offense. Because Pascal uh, ain't that great is. on defense. Hunter has a bone bruise. Well, all of this doesn't matter then. Um, Hunter's hurt again. Bogey didn't. Bogey finally played. Bogey played a game. Um, if you saw the Splash Cast Instagram, you saw that uh, I was actually in the game when in at the game when they played the Cavaliers. Uh, so we played the Cavaliers, and what I will say from what I've noticed about watching the Hawks in the preseason is they are making a concerted effort to allow Jalen Johnson to bring the ball up the court. He is bringing the ball up the court, and Trey normally goes to the goes to the elbow, and then he uh, circles back and gets the ball at the top of the key. But if he has a an opportunity, he's going forward. And his shot has gotten better. I will say he still has yeah. brain farts. But defensively, he had, he's a little bit more aware. Because um, I paid a lot of attention to him. Now, he still has the four. If he mess up on play one and play two, it's going to be play three and play four. He's going to mess up on two, and they got to pull him on out the yes. game. Um, and, I mean, the offense le looks to have more motion this year. Uh, I think that that's a positive. I do think that I, I like, from what I've seen from Kobe Bufkin, uh, I think that he shows a lot of promise. To me, is it just me or does he seem very DeJounte Murray-like? Uh, I think he worked with DeJounte Murray over the summer. or They seem to have a really, really good uh, rapport with each other. Uh, he was basically in his hip pocket during warm-ups. They were talking. They were shooting, uh, uh, warming up. To, they, were, they were partners. So I wouldn't be surprised if he played uh, or trained with DeJounte Murray. I think if his shot can – because his shot wasn't hitting at all while we were there. And then in the fourth quarter, him and Forrest went crazy. But if his shot can yep. go down and he could consistently hit 
the mid range and the three, um, he's kind of dangerous because he's kind of difficult to stop going to the rim. Uh, he's just got to make better decisions I, I like, in passing the ball. I like I like him. I like Muhammad Gay. I don't know how much he's going to actually get to play because the Not front really. court is kind of good. I think that having him as another option is, is strong. Uh, we've seen Trey a lot off the ball in preseason. Hope this carries over to the regular season uh, instead of kind of reverting back to what we just do as an offense. I, uh, my major concern uh, is not on the offensive end of the field, though. My, I mean, of, of the ball. My question is, and I think that we played the perfect team for us in Cleveland, who doesn't really have a lot of jump shooters. Um, yeah, that. Now that we'll get to that when we preview the NBA season. They, 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 they got some soul searching to do too. They got to figure out so, what they want to yeah. be, and it all hinges on Evan Mobley. Well, this is the thing that I told y'all last year, and I'm going to reiterate this year. Evan Mobley, it can be good when Josh Allen is there. Can you hear that in the I background, mean, by the way? Allen. Can you hear that in the background? No, I cannot. Okay, good. good. Uh, um, but Jared Allen, excuse me. When Jared Allen is there and playing the five, he can, Evan Mobley can flourish. He can kind of float around. He can protect the paint backside, kind of very similar to what John Collins used to do with us, uh, just like Clint Capella. But when he is the guy who has got to play the five, he's going to get his numbers. But it, I don't think that they have enough to stop everybody else from eating how they want to. Um, and I think that's mostly what happened. You can't stop Jalen Johnson, Clint Capella, Onyeka, Kongwu, um, hell, even Bruno. Look pretty good. Bruno, Bruno has add, he's figured out his niche. He all he did was he just got in the gym. He added muscle, and he 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 plays a little more in the post now. Yeah, but he, he but he knows his role and like kudos to him for identifying. Hey, this is where I can have the most influence. I can be kind of a veteran guy who I have no issue with him playing in a pinch for a few minutes. I think that he likes playing in Atlanta. I think that he ha- he has the like he has the enthusiasm. I think he's a good locker room guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that he checks all the boxes that we need. My only concern with this team is defense, and we lost John Collins, who's one of our better defenders. He was a great and communicator. We did not, and, and we did not replace him with anything. And I know that, you know, Jalen Johnson is going to play better. But I still think that there's a pretty wide gap between where Jalen Johnson will be able to play this year as far as defense and where John Collins was at as far as defense. And that's concerning to me because we were basically running back the same team. And a lot of these teams have gotten significantly better. Well, I think think defensively Jalen Johnson gives you a little bit more – gives you a little bit more switching ability. I think Jalen Johnson gives you a little bit more switching ability. So I think he can guard pretty much the one through the small four. I don't know. If you, you get to putting Giannis at the four, I think he could still bother Giannis, but I think you'd have to go Kung Wu at that point. Um, but Jalen is yeah. also a really, really, from what I've seen, he uses his athleticism Active. on the boards. He gets to the Active. rebounds. And he jumps over people, and he can dunk on you. Yeah, um, he looks like and he can dribble. John Collins with the that can dribble, and he's yep. starting to shoot a little. him. Him and Okungwu, Okungwu and Dejounte Murray had a three point shooting contest pregame, and it went four in a row, and then he missed and, at the end. And both of them are hitting. Uh, uh, Jalen Johnson hit two in the game, and Okungwu and hit Clint, two. That's going. That's going to be what gets you fired because we want to play five out. We've kind of been doing a little little bit more of that this year. But at the end of the day, you know that Clint is a non-factor if he's not right there at the rim. It, you don't have to hit a ton of shots to Kung Wu. You just have to be a legitimate like, okay, he can hit this if he's wide open. I don't and think, think Clint's going to be fired. This is why I don't think it's going to be fired. We don't have a lot of height. After him... That's it. We don't have anybody over six nine, other than Clint Capella, no. maybe Muhammad Gay, but I mean he's 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 just not. I, well, for what I've seen, he's not ready. So, yeah, Clint is gonna but play. I, no, no, I, I think that. 
I think well, everything that I've seen gets us with it, us trading him. We get a center back. We just don't get Ooh. a guy at the quality. I just saw something for Clint Capella. Oh, that had Jalen Johnson going, but we got Derek Lively back. And From somebody, the Mavericks? In a first-round draft pick. Yes. I don't want to lose Jalen Johnson. Who would you put? Who would you put at the four? You would trade away both of your fours for Derek Lively. At that point, you traded away both of your fours for Derek Lively. That's what that turns into. I mean, you would get a first-round pick, and you got one of their other bigs. No, oh, that one came with Tim Hardaway Jr. So you would probably play, play Sadiq or Hunter as a, as a small ball four. Sadiq looks good. Sadiq Bay looks He's good. He's strong. And fast. And he can uh, finish offense, with contact. He is tough. He ain't no slouch. Now, defensively, he be getting whooped. He be getting cooked. That's a that's a whole different problem. But, uh, but that's, that's my honest confusion with everything is. The offense, we got the second best offense in, in, in the NBA. Why are we focused on offense when defense is where I think we have, well, I know we have the most room for improvement. I don't understand that. I really hope that Quinn Snyder is not. I hope he doesn't become like a Dan Tony type of guy and just forgets defense altogether and just tries to win by scoring a ton of points. I will say, boy, we are shooting the three ball. Boy, we are shooting the three ball, and we were awful against Cleveland. We were at 27% at halftime. Now, we ended up getting it going in the second in the second half, but I saw a lot of bad three-point shots. Saw a lot of bad decisions. It is preseason. Maybe this is why you get that out of there now to try to perfect things. Um, I can see that we're still learning the the, the offense. Um, have we still ever to work on been our spacing? A, have we ever been a legitimate three point shooting team, or do we just shoot a bunch of threes because we have Trey Young and Kevin Herder, and we've had? Yeah, a bunch of I mean, are you talking about with Trey or before Trey? I, I question the reason I ask the question is I'm not sure if we've ever been really that good at shooting threes. I think we've shot a lot of them, but I don't think that we have anybody who's really above maybe average from three. You talking about this team or in our history? I'm talking about in the last like four or five years. I don't so think this any of those teams. Um, been. No, I mean, I think Herter could have been, but we got rid of Herter. I think Trey and Herter were supposed to be the three-point shooting duo along with Bogey coming off the bench. And I think the way that they had it constructed, that John Collins and although they stuck John Collins in the corner, I would have liked to see John Collins and DeAndre Hunter as your post and mid-range guys, which DeAndre became the mid-range guy. He just never passed the ball. And then you throw alley-oops to Capella. But, of course, you could speculate that there was locker room drama. But for some reason, they just would not pass John Collins the ball. Um, and, you know, and then when he got the ball, it's kind of like he pressed. And he he had to do something now that he finally got the ball. And he, he, he suffered. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know if that team was constructed once you got rid of Herter and didn't really bring a lot of any better three-point shooters in. I think Sadiq Bay can shoot the three, but I don't think he's a better three-point shooter than – I don't think that was an upgrade over Herter at three-point shooting. You know, you brought in Patty Mills. I don't – man, Patty going to get cooked on defense. Patty done got – he got molly whopped on defense. Yeah, Patty Mills – Coach Rondo, every year we do this. We go get Coach Rondo, <laughs> and I don't understand – I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what like our psychological game plan is. What I, I really, especially with this new overhaul of front office and coach, like there's not even an expectation of what what we're gonna look like. And Hunter already being hurt is very discouraging. Yeah, who's in our division? Our division is Atlanta, Orlando, Orlando. Charlotte and Miami. Right? Miami. Isn't that it? Yeah, that's the four. So yeah. I mean, I don't know what Miami's gonna do. I think Charlotte will give us problems. I mean, I'm sorry, I think Orlando will give us problems. I think Charlotte won't. I mean, we have I don't know. Do you think we win our division this year? 
if the assuming that we play with this roster, you can only answer that question assuming that we're playing with this the, roster. The expectation is yes, but you don't. There are two things with Miami. Miami is still trying to move Kyle Lowry. That's a ton of money. Depending on what you can move him for, that could potentially move this cheat. That could move the needle. That that's that's really the the. Uh, I mean, I don't think that the Magic or the Hornets should be of any concern. But you just the Magic. Hey, you, you don't, don't know. So? No, uh, Magic's still two or three years away. They still don't have a guard. They need a guard bad. Um, but I don't think that the Orlando or Charlotte is any of our concern. But you also like the Heat. You just don't know what Heat team is going to show up. Jimmy Butler might just look at everybody in the face, slap them, and then be like, "Hey, we're going to the finals." And then that's what happens. That is a reality of when you have to deal with Jimmy Butler on a day-to-day basis. So we either are the four seed, because I don't think our division is strong in the East. Um, I thought Washington was in our division too, but maybe not. Um, But we're not that strong in the East. I think our division is kind of weak, so I think we'll be playing for the four seed. Um, I hope we do well. I don't think we win the division, so I think we'll probably come in around the – I'm just trying not to be in the play-in. I think this team is better than the play-in, but I think that their floor is the, the play-in. That's what I think the floor is for this Me. team. Hmm? I, my thing is, I, I think that – look at what we were last year. We were a play-in team last year. We ain't, we ain't no changed better. nothing. Yeah, we, we haven't gotten I, any better. I think I I think it's an unrealistic unrealistic expectation to not change anything and then think that we are suddenly better when I mean let's let's go down the teams that you know are gonna probably be better than us. The Heat, until proven otherwise, I can't explain it. It's just life. Uh Miami, Boston, Milwaukee, think, Chicago, uh not Chicago. Boston, yeah, Miami, Boston, Milwaukee, uh, Philly is a trick, trick back situation. Uh, unsure. Uh, it's one more. Is it? Oh, Cleveland. You think Cleveland's better than? I us? guess I, th- I think that Cleveland should be better than us. Oh, but so. I don't know. Don't Cleveland so. has Evan Mobley has and Cleveland goes as far as Evan Evan Mobley goes and I don't think Evan Mobley can carry that team and make them better than us. I think really wait, 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 don't forget about Donovan Mitchell. Don't forget about Donovan Mitchell. I think Donovan Mitchell is good and he will score his points, but they're still a small team. Yeah, uh, they're still a small team. So Evan Mobley, the size and Jay- isn't the issue for me. The issue for me with them is, is their ability to score points that are not two points. I don't think they have oh, a no, lot they of don't have that at all. three point shooters. They better play you Monty know, Bates. I think that. Yeah, I think that. But if you play on Monty Bates, and you know, whoever that three is, is going to eat. That's like that is the part where I feel like. Yeah, they didn't can't. address the three at all, really. Oh yeah, they did. I mean, they got Max Struess. I think that. Yeah, Max Struess. Now he can shoot. Now he can shoot. Oh, you think that was gas station sushi in Miami? You think he's one and done? I think that he's not as bad as I probably believe that he is. But I also believe that playing in Miami gives you a boost. It gives you a boost of confidence. It gives you a boost of, you know, it's just like a modifier. I think it makes you a little bit better because of the way that their organization is run. I don't think oh, Cleveland has run yeah. anything like that, and I don't feel like that same level of cohesion. I don't think that same level of of just operations in general is going to work the same. Yeah, yeah. I think the Hawks are better than Cleveland because I think also that Donovan Mitchell's contract is going to be a distraction for that team because he's supposed to uh-huh. either resign or not. So, and not to get off the Hawks, I think that will be a distraction. Now. Another thing is maybe the Hawks do make a move. And, I mean, we are – but the only person we're tied to is Pascal Siakam. I don't know – I don't know who else we could go get. There's really nobody else for us to go get, is there? 
that we can add to this team, not at the four, unless it's likely, but I'm not trading Jalen Johnson. Yeah, and just, I mean, Jalen Johnson, harsh reality, might not be the start. I don't think he's the starting four. I think it's probably going to be DeAndre or Sadiq or both. Like, yes. one, two, three, four. Sadiq at the three, DeAndre at the four, DeAndre at the three, Sadiq at the four. I, I, that's the other part is we got to figure out, you know, I mean, contract-wise, a Kung Wu, that still has to come to resolution. And Sadiq Bay too. We traded four seconds for him. Uh, I, I don't think you trade four seconds for him and then, you know, play two series. Mm, seconds ain't seconds ain't you know, that ain't yeah. But but that is no no no. But that is one player. That's a that's a. I think that Sadiq is probably the seventh man on our rotation. And. You got to replace that time. It's not the seconds as much. I mean, four seconds is, is an investment, but also you got to find another guy to replace. And we're like AJ Griffin, where does he fit into all of this? We have a bunch of guys who kind of play the same position. Plus, you added Patty Mills and Bogey. That's like an eleven man rotation. Who does? I don't think do the Patty Mills. I don't think the Patty Mills plays at all. Hmm. I don't think okay the Wesley Matthews plays at all. I think those are our Tony Snell. And Solomon Hills. Then we also yeah. so you think the rest, playing, uh, what's his name yeah. Seth Lundy? I think he's going back to the G League. Although he does look good, Force going back Absolutely. to the G League. Um, yeah. Trey. Oh, here it is, right here. Trey. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Now this is where it gets tricky for me, and I know it's a little. I know it's a little bit weird because I think that they he's going to stagger Trey and Dejounte, so you won't have like a backup point guard in the sense of what you would be used to. Trey at the one, DeJounte at the two, DeAndre Hunter, and Sadiq Bay at the forward, Clint at the five. Then off mm-hmm. the bench, start. Kung yep. Wu, Jalen, AJ Griffin, and Bogey. Bogey and, then, and then you would either have DeJounte or Trey playing. Mm-hmm. Or you would really, really hope that Kobe Bufkin can get into that. And and Kobe Bufkin. I forgot and Bogey, about Kobe Bufkin. Yeah. You you would really hope that Kobe Bufkin and Bogey can kind of play on the floor together, and maybe they're both kind of combo guards, but they can just do enough facilitating that you can kind of play without like your traditional point guard, but just have two guys who can dribble and pass and move the ball. That's what I would hope. And 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 what's our coach name? What's his name? Quinn Snyder. Quinn AKA Snyder. I keep going to call him Dan Quinn. Quinn Snyder. If if. If the what we're saying is true, and we want Quinn Snyder to shoot, he wants the team to shoot threes. They've got to get really, really consistent. Um, I don't think Muhammad Gay play. I think Muhammad Gay ends up going to uh, the G League. Uh, uh, Buffkin really might be down there. Though. Nah, Buffkin might go. If he's gonna stagger Trey, I think you might see Buffkin go down to the G League. I would, I would, I probably like to keep him up here though. Yeah, we don't. Re- I don't think that he's gonna. I think that he's gonna try to be more inclusive with Kobe. I feel like Muhammad Gay is gonna get. He's gonna probably get to play in College Park a lot, and I honestly think that he's gonna play well enough in College Park that he's probably gonna have to come back. I yeah. like that kid. I think he's got to get used to playing at the NBA speed, and once he does that, now however long that takes for him to get used to playing against like grown men, we'll see. Because from what I've seen in the preseason. He had he flash he had, he hustles. Now he does hustle. He plays hard, but he's a little overmatched. He still looks like he's getting used to playing against grown men. And I yeah. think once and he gets used to I that in the G League, he, yeah, he got he got to get used to reps. Yeah, but he he, I don't mind him shooting. I don't mind him shooting. Uh, I don't mind him dribbling either. Like he can do. That's all of that. the part that. Yeah, then I will say that John Collins never really that got doom, to the point where I feel ooh, like we be right there. That I was about to say that yeah. doomed John Collins, not being having the versatility to dribble. That is like, well, you know, we can't have two Clint Capella. At that point, you're a more athletic, better shooting Clint Capella, but you still gotta Correct. but you 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 gotta be able I, everybody we have outside of Clint and Okungwu can pretty much create will- their own shot. I will also say that I'm not sure if we put John Collins in the best o- offense 
to figure that out either. I think that we could have done a lot more high post stuff with him. And maybe you can't dribble, but you can hit the short roller on the pass. Like there's there are different things that you can do offensively besides what he was doing. And I don't think that the offense that we were running was really uh that didn't really help him. The the way that we had him in the lineups that he had, it didn't work. Uh but I'm I'm interested, but I'm trying to have realistic expectations of what my team is. I know what you were last year. You mostly were, you know, over the offseason, more of a subtraction than an addition. I have to be realistic with myself and say we're equal than or less or less than what we were last year. And that doesn't put me, that doesn't make me feel great at all. Unless, and this is our final point. The more we talk about this, the more I'm really, 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 really think about it. If you think about Quinn Snyder's offense, you always have somebody that's supposed to be the microwave, the Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. Do you think I, I can see that being bogey? Um, but I wouldn't mind seeing Trey in that role. Not saying you come off the bench, but like when we go to the bench, you stay out there and you if you you play, you get everybody involved. But that's your time to 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 do your thing. When we have all our starters on the floor, I don't really want to see Trey Ball hog. But when it's him, AJ Griffin, and everything, I want him to go into street ball mode of like getting everybody else involved, shooting, being attacking the rim. He was he's a problem when he can when he decides to attack the rim. He is but, the best facilitator in the NBA. If he wants no, to know, is is if. if he, it's the same conversation. All of this is the same thing we said last year. Yeah, he's you know, it looks great when he plays off the ball. He's the best facilitator in the NBA. We just got to see that on a regular basis. I think that if you're right, if you can put DeJounte Murray on one side, put Trey on the other side, that really stretches out the defense. Really puts you in a tough situation where you have to play more man-on-man defense. And, I mean, just the way the NBA is set up, that – that's a bad matchup in general because as talented as these guys are, and then if you look at the offensive people that we have on that team, I mean, you could very well be out there in some cases with Trey on one side, DeJounte on the other, uh, Hunter on one side, Bay on the other side, and then Kungu floating around. Or Kungu, I mean, Bogey, yeah. So you, everybody can shoot enough that you can't, you can't just stand there next to Clint Capella. Like, that's going to be a problem for you. And realistically, it's going to be much easier to isolate and you would think shoot free throws. Because once we get in man-on-man man and you're not you're not either trying to dig on the on the big or help trap Trey, then, yeah, it's one-on-one basketball. I think that the players that we have are, you know, especially, specifically, Bay, uh, Trey, and DeJounte, one-on-one, those guys – present major problems for anybody trying to guard them. It's borderline unfair. If we play that way and we play to where you're saying we stretch the defense, that benefits DeAndre Hunter more than anybody. DeAndre and Bogey. Those are our mid-range guys. Those are the guys that uh, like to dribble and shoot off the dribble in the lane versus uh, uh, or shoot off the dribble from the two-point instead of the three. Uh, Bogey can do both, but DeAndre prefers to do the two. Um, if you can do that and open up the floor for DeAndre, I think that unlocks him uh, and it allows him to work. It's kind of like because, you know, he, he he worked with Melo last year and you could tell he worked with Melo, didn't pass the ball. But if you you be able to then run plays for him, because he's not the easiest to stop when it's just him versus somebody, you normally have to help. He's pretty strong. Everybody can do their own. Now, that is the thing that I will say Create your own about shot. not having John Collins on the floor. Is everybody can do their own thing kind of at will. Now, of course, from there is more matchup-based. Hey, this might not be the best matchup for you tonight. You, you still have the versatility. Night, I do like how they kept that. Ver- you're right. They kept the versatility of the, of the of thing, but you're right. They definitely – or create their own shot. I, I would also expect to see Hunter, Hunter and Bay on the floor together at the same time. So not really more of your traditional John Collins like four, 
more of the guys who are maybe a little bit smaller. Now, my other concern is what, like, we've been a consistently pretty good rebounding team. That's a lot more pressure on Clint with no John Collins. And Akongwu also is going to have to win. He's going to have to win those one-on-ones against centers who are bigger than him. That's where Jalen comes in, though. That's where that's where that is going to be where Jalen is going to have to flourish. Um, if we will match up against smaller teams, and you'll be able to play Bay and DeAndre Hunter, and even if you do that, I think DeAndre Hunter is better equipped to be the three and D guy versus John Collins. So I think you could put DeAndre Hunter in the corner, and I think he'll convert more of the threes, or he'll be able to dribble, drive, pass, or finish better than John could be a little bit. But I, I think you you gain on offense by putting him in that position, but you lose on defense, um, and that's where Clint is just gonna have to be a man. Like this is this is this is gonna be you, big dog. It's all on you. But I think I think putting DeAndre Hunter at the four in this offense will will allow them to play that role a little better than John Collins would. Um, but Jalen Johnson and is I going to have to take care like, of. Bay. Specifically, when we play Miami, that's a really good matchup. You can put Clint there, and Clint dominated Miami in that uh, last playing game because they're just he's just bigger than everybody on the floor, Bam included. I think he had what 15, 17 rebounds in that game. Mm-hmm. Or I feel more than confident putting a Kongu on Bam. To be completely honest with you, they're about the same size. I think that he does a great job of moving his feet, and I think that that you can keep Hunter with Jimmy Butler, and then kind of piece 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 the defense around there but i'm excited about this season but i'm just trying to keep a realistic expectation because we really didn't make a whole bunch of changes to this team yep 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 well ladies and gentlemen we've come to the end of our first atl edition of the season uh episode 124 we appreciate y'all for tuning in uh norwood if we didn't miss anything take us out hey of course always remember like follow subscribe Friends, 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 we will see y'all tomorrow for Monday Night Raw. Uh, outside of that, it's been a fa- it hasn't been a fantastic. It has been a hell of a weekend. A lot of things have transpired. The majority Humbling. of them not fantastic for me or my teams. Uh, but I appreciate you guys rocking with us. Thank you guys for the support. And we look forward to seeing you soon. Adios, mi amigos. Until we meet again. See y'all tomorrow. We had it. What? I didn't do that. Uh, <laughs>